It's been a long old Q4, but finally we end up back where we began. Kelvin and Oti's victory makes this the season of the Samba. Welcome to the Keep Dancing Podcast. I'm your host, Ellie, and tonight I'm joined by Meg. Hello. Emily. Hello. Elliot. Hello, hi. And as heard on radio, seen on TV, and written about in all of the best press, it's Vicky. (laughs) Oh, you're so welcome to have me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so I know. we have completed a gra- we've completed a series of strictly strictly 2019. It's over. It's it a wrap. And I, I was just going to say, and Vicky got to actually like touch the glitter ball. Did you touch it? I t- I like tentatively put my fingertips against it because I was getting very like strong eyes from BBC producer type people. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually I don't know if you noticed, but on the on the show last night they used that was the one I had too, but it's it's a replica. It's not the real one because they've they've broken the real one. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that it had quite a crappily done. Um, set of blue LEDs around it, and visible fingerprints on the perspex. And there's no engravings on that one. It's just like a generic plaque. Oh bless! The magic of TV. Uh, so we, yeah. we've got uh, we've got a victory for Kelvin and Oti. Um, let's have your noises in response. Yes, Queen! Yay! Woo! Elliot, you're very silent. (laughs) (laughs) Eh. Eh, okay. Vicky? No, I'm happy. Yeah, I think I think we worked out last week that Kelvin and Oti was winning was something that was both likely and that we could get behind. I'm just really happy for Oti. Yeah, I'm really happy for Oti, and like it always felt like Oti had a win in her. She just needed somebody who wasn't an absolute ringer, um, but was able to convince people that they were dead normal. Yes. So we also got a winner who picked up the trophy wearing something reasonable. Yes. Ish, yeah. Like, no stupid face paint. Yeah, I mean, the, the last couple have been abysmal outfits to win in. Yeah. Um, but how about we talk through everybody's dancers, give a bit of a review, and we'll start from uh, the top of the leaderboard, and then we'll do the winner. So, uh, Karim and Amy... Uh, we sort of predicted that they would overcook it a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In I mean, terms of the show dance, it was kind of the most Karim and Amy show dance possible. 
and in a way that would definitely turn the audience off. I was basically put on Twitter, oh, look, a kitchen sink of a show dance, because that's what it was. They threw everything at it. They had that sort of, like, CGI snowflake stuff that Fair and Geo had last year. And the camera kept going over the top of that weird lighting thing, so it looked like they were dancing below a drain pipe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they were underneath a manhole cover. I was like, why does the camera keep going above it? Like, it didn't symbolise anything. The lyrics didn't mean anything to it, which I could... It's just like, what is going on? And then they were in a cylinder of dust. You know, it's it's like, it's the thing that annoys me most at Eurovision, which is just a mid-tempo, generically inspirational song about, yeah, just being inspired and, and doing it. Yeah, and yeah, The Greatest Showman is a show dance. Ugh. No, no thank you. <laughs> I mostly objected to it being entirely contemporary wafting. Uh... Mostly because I kind of feel like a show dance should really like show the uh, the ballroom and Latin stuff that you've learnt over your time on Strictly, not your con- your couple's choice, mm. but waftier. Um. Well, the thing is though, Elliot, you say it's kitchen sinky, but in terms of chucking content at it, I think it was probably third of three. Uh yeah. But somehow it was, it was kitchen sinky in terms of presentation and everything. Yeah, not content. There was just a lot going on. It was totally just their couple's choice. I couldn't believe how similar it was to their couple's choice, um, and I didn't understand the judges' comments to it. They didn't really have much to say other than "you're really inspirational," um, which great. And and then the the bit with like the confetti slash dust at the end was very very strange. Um, Ewan linked me to the, like the little Britain dust gif at the end, which I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> did dust. did anyone notice while they were up in the claudatorium, you could see the uh, you could see the weird light ring being like lowered out of like above back into the ceiling behind everyone else. It was obviously the unit getting ready for the next dance, and I could just see it like rising up behind everyone's heads. <laughs> Amazing! Oh, so, I love, I love seeing the mechanics of stuff like that happening. It's like when you're at the theatre and um, you you just see a techie like leg it on stage in black. Yeah, so yeah, the, the stage and then leg ninjas. It off again. Yeah, someone put, someone comes to reset a pyrotechnic and then legs it off again, and you just think, yes, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she did uh, Amy did actually fail at one of the guidelines, basically the only guideline we gave for a first time show dancer, which was she had more than one prop. Mm. Yeah. You can have the uh, the paddling pool full of dust, or you can have the ridiculous lighting rig. Or you can have the CGI glitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of the quick step and the jive, it is always just really nice to see some good dancers in yes. the final. Like you know. As, yeah, I mean they were excellent. I still disagree with them saying it's the best jive ever. Well, do you know well, what it Tony is? Bruno. Do you know what it is, though, Elliot? It's not the best jive ever. It's the most recent really good jive. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. I do, Which doesn't I do think... trip quite so beautifully off the tongue. But it's true. Yeah, I, I entirely agree. And I can also see why they shorthand it to the best dive ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I and by the time they'd done their jive, um, I'm sorry, by the time they'd done their jive, which was towards the end and Bruno had had a few too many sherbets, they, he was going on about it being better than some of the male pros could do. And I was just checking out at that point. Like, no. no. Shush. <laughs> Everybody gets very emotional at the end of the series. Uh, yes. <laughs> very tired and emotional. emotional. Let's 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 break out the crash symbol and move on. So Emma and Anton did a show dance. And once <laughs> again, Anton stuffed it up. <laughs> The best part was her dress. What yes. happened in the show dance? I forgot it as soon as it finished. Um, well, I, they thing. forgot it while they were doing it. Well, she descended the stairs. <laughs> yeah. She descended the stairs shorter. I, I just <laughs> wish that Emma and Anton had gone for the intentional comedy rather than just letting the unintentional comedy happen. I feel it would have been much stronger if they'd have... But have they got the timing to do slapstick? No. 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 They've not been in time all series. <laughs> Emma does. Emma's an actress. She could make that work. Yeah, and with the big facial expressions and the terrifying eyes, she could make that work. But yes. Anton, despite all of his protestations to the contrary, takes himself incredibly seriously. I don't think he's got a sense mm. of humour to do slapstick. No, not I've got to find no, it funny. Not. The, my problem is right. That was one of the less memorable Fred and Ginger songs. What one is? Yeah. What one is? Let yourself go from. Is it a top hat? <sighs> uh, it's not top hat. It's not top hat. Because I watched top hat recently. In fact, yeah, actually, it's been on thingy soon. Yes, um, if, uh, watch Top Hat. It's marvellous, marvellous, marvellous stuff. Follow the fleet. Um, oh, right. Oh, follow, follow the fleet. Follow the fleet, oh. so not, not a good one. No, not a good one. Not a good the, one. Um, <laughs> the, the, big num- the number that they thought was going to be the big number from Top Hat is the Do the Piccolino, which, you'll yeah. know, which turned out not to be the big song. Um and what and what uh, um, amused me most about the musical Top Hat is that they keep almost saying "Let's face the music and dance" and just pulling back from it in a way which shows a sort of self-referential lightness of touch, which Anton and Emma could have done within their show dance. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Follow the Fleet is it's got some really good songs in it that aren't "Let Yourself Go." It's got, I'm putting my all my eggs in one basket, and it's got Let's Face the Music and Dance. Yeah. So kind of going for Let Yourself Go is kind of like, what, could you not get the rights for the others? What? No, they couldn't, clearly. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I, I will say, show guys uh, aside, and this is why I don't, this is, what, this is why I was worried about them doing their musicals number, and the same for Karim and Amy. Without the backing dancers, it made the entire thing look very empty and vapid. Especially their Charleston. It felt very empty. 
Oh yeah, that looks so weird. The the musicals week version has got so much more life in it. That's because the back dances are incredible. Sorry, the top up troop. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, don't the... put the desks out for the Charleston. Like, yeah. don't have all those desks with typewriters yeah. on. Like, if you're not there, got anyone there? Yeah. They had all the desks it's and little of... signs on them that said out to lunch. Probably. Um, oh, that, wait, that not having fun. The way yeah, that's that they, what they did. The way that they had it, um, it just looked like she was being sexually harassed after hours rather than... Yes, uh, I was just about to say that. It looked really dodge. It was like Emma on her own in the office with the creepy boss. <laughs> so as I was watching well, as I was watching the Viennese Waltz, I, um, I, I thought back to the sadly now lost to recording demons uh, live reaction that Elliot did to her missing all of her heel leads in the regular waltz. Um, and, well, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to do it again, Elliot, but that was a lot of heel leads she missed. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all of them, yeah. But like I said, because she has that very glassy smile, stagey smile, you don't notice that because she, for lack of a better word, bullshits it with her top half. That she's got away with poor footwork this entire time. Oh, I'm going to have to get the comedy boing out, Elliot, now. So- sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry. <laughs> There's no other word. <laughs> sorry, no. not sorry. <sighs> we-, we need it one last time this series. <laughs> yeah. And... It, the thing where she always has to have wide straps on her dresses, that is a thing because looking back, when they did her best bits, every single one of them, she's got um, like significant halter neck strappage or a proper full top on. It was probably just a request for her from the start thing because they do have a consultation, so she's probably just said, I want wide straps, which is fair enough. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just like... Structural stability. Yeah, I want some proper bosom engineering going on. Hey, yeah. we're not onto the sometimes bosom engineering we need, yet. We all know it, some, we all need it sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes it's just better to have the engineering. Yeah. Sadly, I cannot relate to that statement. I'm trying to do an Isambard Kingdom Brunel joke but also boobs, and it's not happening. No. <laughs> it's too, no, it's too late in the year. You don't need to do it. I think I think it's okay not to do it. Just solve for the joke. Or, like, <laughs> Stevenson's rocket? No, no, that's different. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, let's review the dancers of our winner. Obviously, Yay, they were fab. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Like I was, I was glued to the screen throughout the show dance, which was like it was a full five kitchen sink. Mm. But Just, it was the best bits. Yes, it was. It was the whole enchilada. It was. It was five extremely high quality kitchen sinks. You know, like like what Meg was saying. He was, they were actually showcasing little snippets of the skills that he'd learned mm-hmm. with the personality bits thrown in. So, it, yeah, it was it was the full gherkin, but <laughs> you know, it, it it showcased it in a well, it, it was a show dance in the way that Karim and Amy's dance wasn't. Yes. Yeah. Are you are you saying are you saying they didn't have the personality bits to throw into there? <laughs> 
I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying it's going to just do a contemporary rock thing, and OT is smarter and more practical than that. They did. They did the thing, which I think is going to be my second piece of advice for all future show dancers, which um, also is in you know, the best ever show dance to me, Natalie Gamedi's show dance, which is a slow bit in the middle. Mm. Give yourself time yeah. to catch your breath. Um, and also, yeah. like, I don't think that the slow bit in the middle was much less difficult. Um, that was, like, uh, the filth bit, really. Um <laughs> But it is important to have the contrasting dynamics and the contrasting tempos there. Yeah, you need yeah. some change and something apart from just like one note because you, you, the, the audience member disengages if it's one note the entire time. It's like with music. you choose, If you know after the first minute you know where it's going, you're not going to listen for the next two to three. So it needs to change to keep you interested. Saying that, I'm not a big fan of when they do quote-unquote their best bits like show dance, like what Len said about Jay McGuinness's, that it was just your best bit, so it was like nothing exciting or new. But hey, Jay won doing it, and now Kelvin has, so it's clearly a plan that works. There was a bit of new content. Yeah, and it, it, it may be, like, if you're looking at it from a professional point of view, it, it's not having loads of new, interesting, exciting bits, but from the point of view of a layman watching it, People love that kind of thing. That's the whole point of watch your best bits recaps when you get eliminated, isn't it? It's it it shows people or reminds people. It's a callback. It's the same as in comedy. Uh, it's it's the, the Peter King. Do you remember? Do you remember Opal Fruits? Yeah, it's that. And, and you know, much as it it's a bit page one. It's page one because it works. works. Yeah, exactly. It does a very good job of reminding the viewers why they want to vote for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is much more succinct with what I was just trying to say. I was just excited for Ruth OT without a rule book, I feel, and I think I was just like slightly let down by what could have been. (laughs) She put her foot above her head, Elliot. What do you want? (laughs) Her to spin and fly without Kelvin throwing her, because that would be amazing. <laughs> we know the woman can defy laws of physics. She's not going to like open a wormhole and collapse the space-time continuum or live on TV. <laughs> and that's not to say that she can't do it, she's just not going to do it live on TV. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's signing off maybe... a waiver. Meg. Yeah. Well, I think also maybe because this is, what, her second show dance? Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe she kind of took from Danny Mac's one and thought, okay, well, that didn't quite... Like, telling a story through the... Like, a separate story through the dance didn't quite catch the audience, so let's go for the greatest hits route and see how that one works. Uh, and it works sort of... It works really well, it turns really, out. really well. I did think all of the um, Chippendale party style whooping from the audience was a little bit beneath them. <laughs> well, I mean, the, most of the judges were thigh rubbing, so 
Oh, did yeah. you see? So I just watched the show Dance Back before we started recording. Did you see Motsie giving it absolutely laldy while the show dance was going on? Yeah. Yes. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I I I did enjoy the Motsie trying to like really in a little bit when Oti got announced the winner, but then just giving over. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was lovely. It was so sweet. Oh. Because the thing is, no one see really, her, like, since, since she got announced as a judge, since she got announced as a judge, like, there was obviously loads of talk about OT not ever winning now. And then, like, when the series was on, no one actually gave it a second thought until last night, probably. And it was just so lovely that, you know, this series has worked well. We're having both of them on it. And... Um, it was a bit like last series, you know, when Kevin won and Karen came over and hugged him. Um, it was a bit of those vibes again. It was just like very sweet. Yeah, I think, and also like the way that this is closed out with Kelvin's last dance being that week one Samba and the Samba having been so sort of pivotal pivotal for other people throughout the series, normally in knocking them out. Um, <laughs> perilous. Yeah, the perilous samba. Uh, I think, yeah, we've ended up, this might end up being one of the series of Strictly that we don't go on and on and on about forever. But I think it's ended up with a reasonable story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I will admit, once we finish, I was just kind of sat there thinking, this is a series I'm going to remember, what if? Because, you know, what if Jamie didn't get injured? What if Will didn't have to withdraw? What if the judges actually marked the dance-offs fairly, looking at you, Mike and Catherine? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that could have been very different. Yeah. Kelvin wasn't meant to be there. He was meant to be doing Dancing on Ice in three weeks' time instead. He wasn't meant to be here. Uh, that's probably <laughs> going to be the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> speaking of all of the what-ifs and what-could-have-beens, it was so good to see Will moving freely and looking like the ACL yes. is repairing. <laughs> like, yeah. the last like They didn't make him dance. Knee brace. Yeah, so yeah. It's nice to see him out of the knee brace. Yeah, I mean, like, you might still have had a smaller one under the dance trousers, but we don't know. Probably still strapped up. But, like, also to have everybody make a significant fuss of him with his ten paddles. I feel like he probably, if he hadn't have done his ACL, he might have been in the final. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I could be voting for him all the way. I think Chris gained a lot of Will's vote when Will left, and I think it would have been switched otherwise. I think Chris would have gone quite early and Will would have been in the final four. Oh, well, what could have been? What could have mm -hmm. been? I would admit, that that um, show dance thing with all of them coming back on and doing like a little bit was really nice, though. I very yes. much appreciated them bringing Michelle's Vogue prop out um, <laughs> uh, just to be like, it's still dance, we're still doing it. <laughs> this is my yep. moment, sort off. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Does anyone actually... else think it... Sorry, it's just... Does anyone else think it was weird to think of given like last night's dances that Chris was still in it a week ago and like the idea of him being in the final uh, is so odd now like it would it wouldn't have worked at all um so it was the right result finalist wise yeah oh. I think it was the right result I think I think of of the three left in the final yeah why the hell not Kelvin wins fabulous 
Yeah, uh, Karim was too good to win. Emma wasn't good enough to win. Kelvin was just good enough to win. <laughs> Put a medal on that smeg. Yes! Um, so, I, I guess that's it. I might get the recorder out on, on Christmas Day and do an all chocolate pod if we think we can say something about the uh, love fest that will be Christmas Strictly. <laughs> it's it's really early this year, so I will actually still be at Mum and Dad's when... Oh, so you will. So, you will. Yes. so I will. Um, and it also means it's pre-wash, shared, no sex, no violence. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Anne here. Um, it's Monday morning. Everything about Strictly has finally sunk in. And um, I think overall, I'm just really happy that Kelvin and OT, mainly OT, <laughs> um, I'm really happy that they won. Um, the Saturday night show was, I don't know if it's my age or whether it's just because I'm really tired, but I felt it was a very emotional show. Like the judges seemed emotional, the contestants seemed emotional Cless and Tess and Claudia they seemed emotional the rest of the cast they seemed kind of really overwhelmed it was a it was a very emotional show and I think it it was a very tight run thing well it should have been a very tight run thing but as the show progressed, kind of, even though Karim got most votes from the judges, um, you could kind of tell that they weren't really going to get the support from the public. Um, I, I have to say, um, I really enjoyed their two picks, the judges picking their own pick, although they were they were both quite fast dances. Um, and then their show dance was a kind of a more slower paced contemporary number. Um, that said, they had learnt from their last contemporary number um, where they did a lot of different stuff. They weren't copying each other. There was no side-by-side -side stuff. Here it was a much more kind of um, basic and quite easy to look at dance. Um, but as somebody who works in a primary school, I'm fed up to the eyeballs of anything to do with the greatest showman. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I, I really like Krim stuff. Um, Emma and Anton, um, again, I felt that their choices were really good. Um, and it was nice seeing that uh, Viennese waltz, um, which I'd kind of forgotten about, I had to say. Um, and also the um, Charleston. Um, a little thing about Charleston and also Karim's um, jive is those ones had extra dancers with them. And they kind of felt a little bit empty, just a bit empty, um, which was a bit of a shame. Um, and did slightly affect 
the whole ambiance of the dances. Um, Anton and Emma's show dance was a bit of a letdown. Um, Emma, the, Emma looked, I wanted to say like nervous, but it wasn't even nervous. It was more like unrehearsed. Um, you could see the fear or concentration or, you know, just remembering the steps face every so often, which was slightly off-putting. And that, that huge stairs, that, those huge stairs, they looked frightening. <laughs> um, but I think um, and Anton, I think, did a, did a dance for him. Not necessarily a dance for her, but she had a really good go at it. Um, which is all she all all she could have given, and I think, I think she's got a long career ahead of her now. She's really set her stall out now, so I think it's not the last we've seen of her and dancing and singing. Um, and then Calvin and Otie. I mean, their picks were amazing. I had seen that samba again. I mean, the samba was a bit weird because. Even though it was technically better, you could see it was technically better. That kind of quotient of surprise that we had in week one has kind of gone. Um, and even though it was still exciting, you know, there was something about it slightly missing. But hey-ho, we're picking at straws here. Um, their rumba, um, I, I find it also quite weird that they were chosen... Or they chose dances which have kind of been killers. You know, the fact that samba has been kind of the dance of death and oh, male rumbas are terrible. And here he is in the final doing these two dances that everybody else can't do. That that was either that was either dicing with death or really very clever. <laughs> um, I suggest it was probably very clever if Osi was involved. Um and uh, their show dance, which I think was probably um, a- another very clever piece of greatest hits. Um, and it was very easy to watch and you could kind of, it felt very familiar. And um, uh, and it was very accessible, which I think is very, very important. Um, although we have to note that um, it was so good that Claudia didn't even want to go to the schools, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. That was really, really funny. Um, that, I don't think that's ever happened before. Um, Claudia being so... Well, I mean, there was really no point in going to the schools because we knew what they were. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Um, and also the, the, the pause at the end was not very long either. Why bother? We knew what was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, Queen Oti and King Kelvin. Yay. <sighs> right. I wonder what narratives are going to be plucked from this year and sent into next year. So that, well, I hope they don't pluck too many narratives or it's going to be ultra um, predictable. And we don't want that. Please, give us something different next year. This one nearly had the had us at the end of it, really, didn't it? That This nearly pushed us too far. <sighs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 
time for the very last piece of admin this series, which is if you can like cast your mind back all the way to September and think about all of the frocks that we have seen. I want to talk about frock of the season. Frock of the series. Meg, nominate. Best frock. The one that came back to me the most strongly was uh, La Visage's um, Marie Antoinette. Mm, the Vogue gown, yes. It was just, it was just a wonderful outfit. Okay, Emily. I'm sticking with Oti's rumba dress. All manner of straps and stuff. Elliot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Honourable mention to Karen's tango dress, because that was a close second, but for sure class and just how much I loved it, and it was from week one, it's Alex's quickset dress. I still absolutely love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vicky. Oti's rumba dress. Ooh, um, I'm I'm nominating an Alex dress as well, but I am nominating the uh, the uh, Janelle Monet outfit. Uh, oh yes, the Charleston suit. The Charleston suit. Oh, um, Charleston but, suit. But this oh, does mean God. that with two nominations, Oti not only holds the glitter ball, but holds frock of the series. The serious. Did you see on Twitter that um, Teresa said she had to? They had to make it again. Um, yeah. That it wasn't the same dress as before. Yes. What did they do? This time. Oh yeah, they sold it. Sold it. Sold it. Yeah. Oh, like it was so good that it immediately went out the door. Yep. Yeah, and I, I would imagine someone that happened. And it wasn't cheap. It went for about fifteen hundred quid. Well, I mean, Whoa. it's got serious bosom engineering in it, hasn't it? True. I feel like they should hold on to all the dresses until the end of the series, just (laughs) to avoid... Yeah, but if you're DSI and someone like halfway through the programme that is into their Latin dancing and has the money to throw at it, emails you and goes, I will give you this lump here of money. Have it, please give me that dress. Take this wheelbarrow full of cash. So yeah. right, take this wheelbarrow full of cash. Let's let's. I bring... tried to do that one year. I tried to do that one year. One of Georgia Mayfoot's dresses, and they told me where to go. So <laughs> actually, oh. I'm I'm very oh. salty about it. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you can't just turn up and say, "I will swap my car for this." <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. Okay. So it's been emotional. It's been it's been slightly hysterical, and it's been mainly twenty five percent about dance, like any good series of Strictly. And it's been a pleasure spending it with you all. Uh, so yes. good night, Meg. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Elliot. Good night. Good chat, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, good night, Vicky. <laughs> good night. Um, I will give you all my hairpiece. Um, 
and we'll see We've you. We've made so much content. We've made so <laughs> much content. We'll see you next September for Strictly, uh, probably with a drag queen and also five more minutes of Drag Race chat per episode. And it's been a pleasure being with you. Keep dancing. <laughs>